Wednesday. Uh, Canada, um, you're on my list, man. It's getting ridiculous. Good Lord. Here's the thing is I feel like the visibility is worse today, but, like, the smell is not as bad. Yesterday definitely smelled like a campfire. Today I didn't feel like it's as bad. But what do I know? I'm just an idiot. Uh, good show for you today. We got plenty of stuff that we need to discuss, including those knuckleheads up north want their new TV deal, and you will not believe how much money they want. They may be, if that's their goal, they may be forced to join a conference sooner rather than later. But let's go ahead and get started with Need to Know News. Here's your Need to Know News. Well, the uh, NFL uh, uh, letting it leak here today, a handful of NFL players. Don't know what that means. Handful of NFL players, including Colts cornerback, kick returner Isaiah Rogers, are expected to receive season-long suspensions this week for violating the NFL's policy on gambling. That's so says Adam Scheffner. Rodgers is the subject of a league investigation of possible violations of the league's gambling policy, including possible bets placed on Colts games. Rodgers did acknowledge the situation on social media when it leaked a couple of months ago, saying he takes full responsibility for his actions. But this is the first time we're hearing there's, I mean, we've heard rumors that there were more. But this is kind of the first where we're like, hey, it's actually happening. This is not the... This does not include the four Detroit Lions players and the one Washington Commander player that were suspended. Although Quintess Cephas and C.J. Moore were suspended indefinitely, uh, perhaps those things could come down as well. I mean, the rest got, you know, six games. I mean, they said something, so we'll see. Former Arkansas quarterback and one-time Big Ten quarterback from Michigan, Ryan Mallett. Had a seven-year career in the NFL, died yesterday in apparent drowning at a Florida beach, according to the Escala County Sheriff's Office. He was 35. Sheriff's Office said first responders were called to a beach in Destin, Florida, around 2-12, as a group of people swimming in the Gulf of Mexico near a sandbar struggled to make their way back to the shore. Hearing a lot about, like, riptides and stuff out there right now. One of the individuals later identified as Mallet was not breathing when he was pulled out of the water and was transported to a local hospital where he was pronounced dead. Shohei Otani. Bad man, man. Two homers last night. Struck out 10. The first time an AL pitcher has done that in almost 60 years. Angels beat the White Sox 4-2. Kopech went four innings, two earned, three strikeouts. He walked seven batters in this one. It's amazing they only gave up four runs. Luis Robert Jr.'s three-game homer streak has come to an end. He goes 0 for 4. Aloy goes uh, 3 for 4, though, on the night. His first hits in the last four games. So he's back to it. Sox are playing four out in L.A., so game three is tonight when uh, Gilito takes on Berea. And I believe... Because uh, I'm a very smart man, uh, that uh, the Angels are the slight favorite in that one. I totally forgot to write down the uh, the odds in that game, but it is the Angels at minus one thirty, the White Sox at plus one ten. Uh, Cubs lost their second game in a row as well, five to one to the Phillies. James and Tyon went. Uh, Five and gave uh, gave up five and uh, struck out eight. 
Mika Horner with the RBI. Bellinger, two for four with the run scored. Game two tonight, 8.05. Drew Smiley on the mound taking on Aaron Nola. The Cubs, a top 10 team against lefties so far this season. But Aaron Nola's he's pretty good. Cubs are a plus 115 home dog uh, tonight with Nola on the mound. Nola's just 6 and 5 with a 4.38 ERA. We'll see what happens. Uh, NHL Draft is tonight. You tune in on ESPN starting at 7 to watch the Blackhawks take the number one overall pick in generational talent, Connor Bettard. Hawks also hold pick number 19 tonight as well. They'll do round one night and then two through seven tomorrow. Blackhawks have, is it two or three tomorrow? They got two tonight. I mean, they own basically two or three picks in each of the next, like, three drafts in the first two rounds. Yeah, tomorrow they get into two. They've got pick number 44, 35, 44, and 55. They're absolutely loaded with picks, but you can check them out. Uh, you can tune in. Boom, you're good to go after they probably pick it up like around 7.15 or so, and then you're off. Uh, Colts will practice in front of their fans 13 times this summer, the team announced yesterday. The uh, Colts' first open practice down at Westfield will be July the 26th. Training camp runs through the 17th of August. Admission is free, but fans are required to get a free ticket at uh, Colts.com slash camp to get in every day. Bears are doing something very similar, although they'll only allow uh, fans at nine open practices. And again, you'll have to head to their website for those free tickets. Uh, they will also start on July 26th as well. And there you go. That would be today's need-to-know news. All right, let's get into who's hot for your baseball card tonight. Shohei Otani hitting 304 tonight, lifetime against Lucas Giolito. And that's not like a couple, but that's at 23 plate appearances. That's pretty good. I like that sample size for you. And in that 304 and 23 plate appearances, he has three homers, five extra base hits. It feels a little bit like a cheat code. That his over one and a half hits, runs, and RBIs is at minus 145. But some great value in over one and a half total bases at plus 115. Does not feel real to me. I mean, this is a guy who is so on fire hitting the baseball as of late. And you only need him to get like at least a double or two singles? It doesn't even feel real. So yeah, I mean, if you want to go that route, I don't blame you. But he has just been absolutely on fire. I love Shohei. I was trying to, I really should have had the number up here for 
like how often he has covered that. Because if you want him that over that one and a half, I mean, he's been very good. Let's see here. Just just hitting. What we got here? Uh, what? Two for three last night. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, th- three, uh, three for three in four plate appearances last night. Two runs, two RBI. So he's covered there. He went uh, one for three with the homer. And a run scored as well. He's got a uh, it's it's a five game run score streak going here. He's also got a five game RBI streak going here. He's got a five game hit streak going, and three of those five games he has multi hits. He has and he literally has an extra base hit in four of the last five. I mean, the dude is absolutely insanely on fire today. He would cover hits, runs, RBIs, and let's see here, 1-1, 2-2, 3-3, 4-4, 5-5, 6-6, 7-7, 8-8, 9-9, 10-10, 11-11, 12-12, 13-13, 14-14, 15-15, 16-16, 17-17, 18-18, 19-19, 20-20, 
that Otani, I, like, what am I missing with the Otani thing? Yeesh. He has just carved the White Sox up, and I don't know what's going to change here over the next, I don't know, couple of hours that he's all of a sudden not going to be able to hit the baseball like he's been hitting the baseball. I feel like he's a guy, too, that just, like, owned the White Sox. He's 306 lifetime against the White Sox. With 15 homers, 33 RBIs in 33 games. That's crazy. Break that down the last 10 games. He's hitting 367 with seven homers and 11 RBIs and nine runs scored in 10 games. His last 10. Dude has a four-game homer streak going against the White Sox as well. Four-game RBI streak, obviously. Duh. This dude just rips it. Get on board, I think. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Hey, listen, the Golden uh, the Golden Domers up there want a whole lot of money for this new TV deal. They're not going to get it. I'm going to tell you what's going through their minds and what's going to have to happen for them to get what they want or what they're going to have to take what they have. We'll talk about it. That's next. It's the Hammer Down Show. On one of- Hammer Down Show continues on 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. You can always reach out on the Hammerhead text line at 765-447-4080 or you can always hit me up on Twitter too. I'm at Jared on 1017. Rob's listening. He tweeted at me, yeah, Cubs being an underdog. I'm assuming it's because the lineup against NOLA no one's hit him well, and the lineup against Smiley, everyone has hit Smiley really good. And, you know, Nola's got, already got that game in the bag for when they played out there in, in Philly. Went seven innings, four hits, and uh, two runs. Struck out ten in that one. But, I mean, look. I'm saying it's it's probably about right. I just I think maybe they're giving Noel a little bit too much credit tonight, but we'll see. I'm saying the Cubs are a top ten team at hitting right. It's, they stink out loud against lefties, but they're pretty solid against righties. We'll see what happens tonight. I would probably not bet on Chicago, but. I thought maybe we're just a little bit flat. Well, we'll see. I had no idea how Philly hits lefties, by the way. I didn't even bother to take a look at that. And I don't think Smiley got up in the rotation at Philadelphia, so he hasn't even faced him yet. But he's 3-1 and one at home. So we'll see. But yeah, Smiley, if, if you're looking at Smiley's recent box scores, I mean... Seven, eight, nine hits per start. Probably not I- ideal. Get it. All right, so this from Front Office Sports, a uh, new article says that Notre Dame is seeking to triple its football rights fees to 65 to $75 million during its next cycle of media negotiations. Pass. 
don't think so. Their deal with NBC ends after 2024. And let's not forget that they just, NBC just got in that huge deal with Fox and with CBS for that seven-year deal, $7 billion with the Big Ten. And that's supposed to be the standard. Lord knows I, I'm I'm still kind of lost after the whole Kevin Warren fiasco, whether or not they actually get as much as $90 million a year. But even at $90 million a year, and you're still asking and maybe settling for $65, I fail to see how that's good news for you. Iris receives somewhere in the mid $30 million range for their overall fees. 22 of that comes from NBC. Another 11 or so comes from the ACC annually. This is really interesting because you have an incoming new AD who used to be an NBC Sports chairman. So he should know the inner workings here. He knows how much money NBC makes. So when I when I take that in consideration, maybe that triple figure isn't so crazy. Now, I have questions here. Is Notre Dame really still the draw that it used to be when they got started in the 90s? I don't think so. Not like it was back then. I'm not saying they don't have a lot of fans. I'm just saying it's probably not as popular as it was back then. Another thing going against Notre Dame in this is because now we're in this golden age of TV and there's a a ton of apps in ESPN2 and News and ESPNU and and Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports 2. There's a lot of avenues to watch a lot more. There's more competition to watch football. It's not like in the 90s where you got what was on CBS, you got what was on ESPN, and you got the Irish on NBC. Now you got Big Ten Network, SEC Network, ACC Network. Everybody's getting their stuff put on. So any potential suitor for Notre Dame independence is going to look at this thing and go, well, you got a lot of competition these days. You're not the darling of the football world like you were 30 years ago. You're a little bit of a unicorn, but you're still a draw. Are you a $65 million a year draw? Mm. I don't know. Other things you got working against you, I just mentioned NBC, Fox, CBS. In that seven-year deal. So they got vested interest in getting Big Ten teams onto their big platforms, right? They got that interest. ESPN, ABC, well, they're running with the SEC. 
in the ACC. Pac-12 still looking for its deal. It sounds like the Big 12's putting together something here that uh, could be beneficial. The money, my point here is, the money is drying up if you're Notre Dame. The one thing you will have going for you here is, if I had the option between something like the Pac-12 and Notre Dame, I'm probably more interested in Notre Dame. It's a little bit more of a proven commodity. I don't have to worry about putting on six, seven games. I mean, there's the overhead with that. Yeah, there's more chances for the ad revenue, but there's more overhead with doing that. Notre Dame, it's a little, little bit easier. Right? That's the one thing they got going for them. It's just the one game a week. I have to worry about multiple broadcast crews. To worry about, you know, multiple, you know, long day studio shows. Staff to go out and, and, and shoot all this stuff. Technical crew and all that. The overhead's a little bit lower. If Notre Dame played out more out west, I think it would be a little bit easier too because you get a lot of the SEC, Big Ten, ACC, Big 12. They're all playing uh, noon. 3.30. If you had more primetime spots available, this would be great. And that's the other problem that you're going to run into here is if you're, you know, NBC, Fox, and CBS, when they get the primetime games, you know, they've already, they're already paying for the Big Ten to do this. I don't know that ESPN has the interest to do this. So who comes... Who really comes to the table here and says, hey, we've got this money? And even working out a deal with NBC here, I how does that end up working with them also carrying you know, some Big Ten action? I'm assuming they could still carry them at like noon, but you're taking away a lot of your primetime opportunities, which is going to help pay for that contract. So does this make it inevitability that Notre Dame will get folded into the Big Ten? I don't know. The money always talks. But I think increasingly, unless somebody like Amazon wants to get involved, which is a possibility, Apple maybe want to get involved. You know, they lost out on the NFL deals, right? Uh, Apple did, and Amazon gets it. Lord knows Bezos has got the money. Is it one of those streamers that are ready to get involved with this? Somebody like Disney, maybe. I Maybe that's the route to go for the future. I don't know that the networks have this kind of money anymore. Now that they're shelling it out for the major conferences. So it's going to be very interesting to see what they want to do. Because if NBC kind of balks at this and balks at that number... Somebody else may swoop in, say, we got, we got your money. Maybe not that kind of money that you wanted, but enough to maybe want to keep you independent. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But that's what they want. They want 
75 million. And even then, if the Big Ten and the SEC are out here getting 80 to 90 million, you better be hitting that 75 million mark then. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself in a hole rather quickly. We're going to take another break. Hey, we're coming back here with more Hammer Down Show for you next on 1017 The Hammer. Hammer Down Show continues on 1017 The Hammer. You can always text the show at 765-447-4080. Well, the NCAA, man, I've seen a lot, but this is uh, this is something even for them. The NCAA has sent schools a name, image, and likeness memo that attacks several actions schools are currently taking and effectively asks schools to place NCAA rules above the state laws, according to Sports Illustrated. Now, if you have not noticed this, some schools, some states, have passed NIL laws that make it illegal for the NCAA to investigate and punish schools in their jurisdictions for taking certain NIL actions. Like, take Texas, for example. With their new um, Longhorn initiative that they have, um, they're going to be violating the rules on providing boosters, or what they consider boosters, with um, benefits. They're starting a program here, the Longhorn Foundation, and a point system that gets you priority tickets for donors based on how much they contribute to the fan, the, the, the collective. The NCAA also reiterated a prohibition on athletic department officials facilitating or negotiating NIL deals for athletes or deals contingent upon the school uh, an athlete attends or the city that they live in. So things that are basically what's happened here was the NCAA, we discussed this was terrible at setting these rules up because they never got in front of this because they never wanted it to happen to begin with. Then they set up some very loosey-goosey guidelines here that a majority of the schools in the NCAA said, we'll do what we want now. They found some loopholes around it, and then when the NCAA did nothing, they became more and more brazen about it. And they rallied some state legislators to make sure that they couldn't be punished by the NCAA. So now the NCAA has sent a memo going, please ignore what you asked your states to do for cover, to do all the dirt that you were doing, and just go ahead and go back to following our rules, which you weren't doing in the first place anyway. You can see how that's absolutely ridiculous. In a failed last attempt to try to control NIL, which they have boggled from the start, And now states, like I said, like Texas, will do what they want, when they want, and now the NCAA doesn't really have any legal means to punish them. But if I am, let's say, you know, the Longhorns here, why in the world would I go back to following rules that I really wasn't even following in the first place, and you did nothing. Because you can do nothing. They know that you won't punish them. 
It's like an out-of-control kid. I'll do what I want until I get punished. Until it backfires miserably on me. I will continue to do this if I can keep on getting away with it. It's what they do. And it's one of the saddest things I've ever seen. The NCAA sending out a memo asking everybody to go back to this honor system that nobody was really following to begin with. I mean, weren't the Longhorns the first team to come up with the idea of a collective anyway for your uh, and to uh, use your name, image, and likeness and funnel the money to the kids that way? Weren't they the originators of that? Memo also notes that entities that are, quote, so closely aligned with an institution that it is viewed as an extension of the university are not allowed to offer NIL deals. <laughs> well, guess what? They are. And they've been doing it for some time, and you don't seem to know how or care how to punish them. I mean, talk about toothless. It's gotten out of control. The only way it's going to come back into control is when the market finally bottoms out here and the money slows down enough to where it resets and it becomes a lot more reasonable. Literally, it's going to be up to the free market at this point to settle NIL. That's what it's going to be. Until somebody starts losing out enough and they start using state funds to pay the kids. You don't think that's going to happen eventually? I could definitely see it happen in a place like Texas. This is just hilarious to me. I mean, they had to have known this day was going to come for quite some time. And instead of just going, getting on board, they had to let court cases go through, and now... They've got nothing. They've got absolutely nothing. Except the checks that roll in. That's it. They literally have no authority to punish. None. And you can't go around punishing a school in, I don't know, trying to think of somebody that maybe doesn't have, like, you know, Nevada. Maybe Nevada doesn't have these rules that protects their universities. You can't go and punish UNLV we're doing the same thing that the Longhorns are doing in Texas, but have the cover of their state legislature. You can't do that. You just can't. I'm not saying that they're engaging in anything like that. I'm just a for instance here. But this is probably one of the saddest things that I've seen out of the NCAA. Please follow our rules, even though you spent all this time not listening to them. And then you went and you went to the state legislatures to give you laws to protect you so that you can continue to violate those. The, the, could, could you just go ahead, though, and go back to doing it? We'd appreciate it. Thank you. It just costs it, – it, it's – a lot of it is money, too, you got to understand. For them to go and challenge this stuff, especially in these states now, now – you're talking years of legal fees. Is it really worth it when they just can go back and just wash their hands of it and say, fine, do what you're going to do. Just make sure the check gets, you know, gets here on the first of the month. 
That's basically where the NCAA is right now when it comes to the major sports in NIL. I mean, we had Dave Shondell in here earlier talking about uh, a couple months ago, talking about how he thought, you know, with NIL and volleyball, that, you know, he thought he saw some programs that were using that money as a form of additional scholarships to keep players on standby. You know, no, uh, and the NCAA can't do anything. Phil Texan, doesn't Purdue have someone running it? Yeah, they do. It's not, no, he asked me if it was Peyton. It's not Peyton. That's not what Peyton does. Peyton is in the university helping kids with those NIL, like seminars and things like that, helping those kids meet people, um, preparing them, you know, classes and that kind of stuff. He's not facilitating you know, he's not going out there finding deals and stuff like that. They have those get-togethers where, you know, you can meet the athletes and things like that. Like, he's not actually, he, he has nothing to do with the collective. Purdue does their own thing. It's kind of like getting, it's, um, how, how do I put this? It's like if you were to get prepared for, like, job fairs and things like that. And then they invite all these, you know, they have those, like, little job fairs, but it's NIL. But they're not really trying to, you know, they're not going out there negotiating these deals to, and then bringing the athletes in. That's what they're not allowed to do. But no, that's not, yeah, that's not the same thing. Great question, Phil, but yes, that's not the same thing. The alliance is run loosely by some other people, but they're not supposed to be affiliated with the school. That's That's the rules, but... Clearly, in some states, they're using the state legislators to enact laws so they can go ahead and just do that, make it one entity, and it runs smoother. That's what they're doing. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. We're going to wrap up the Hammer Down show next on. It's back. It's the Hammer Down show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. Let's get into some of the things we may have missed today. DirecTV, uh, they may not have the NFL Sunday ticket anymore, but uh, they do get a consolation prize. They will get to carry NFL Red Zone. Now, I did not know this. Apparently, they had like a Red Zone version with Andrew Siciliano and not Scott Hansen. Are you serious? Oh, you poor souls. You mean to tell me 105 comes around and you don't get to hear seven hours of commercial free football starts now. You don't get to hear, let's go to the Octobox. You don't get to hear any of that stuff? Dang. I'm sorry, man. That's got to suck. I don't know if Siciliano was any good or not. I mean, like, he's usually good when I see him on TV, but th- we're talking Scott Hansen here, man. Hansen's the way to go. I'm telling you. Like I said, I haven't even watched the other version. I'm telling you right now, Hansen's the way. Uh, Purdue adding uh, some big pieces yesterday and maybe here today. Uh, Max Parrott, offensive lineman, Inglewood, Colorado, 6'4", 273. 
He's a three-star. This will be the third offensive lineman uh, in the class, along with Jordan King and Jaden Ball. Uh, he made that commitment yesterday. That did stop the uh, two-day streak of four stars. But we may be able to pick that up tonight. Bad signal went up this morning from Coach Walters. And he talked about speed. 10-4 kind of speed, four-star. Big smiles. What's he know? Well, we are watching today. We do know there is the commitment of Coy Beasley. We've all been expecting this one today. He said last week that uh, he was ready to make his announcement. He was going to do it tonight, 7 o'clock. And he's an Ohio guy, right? So that should be that should be Eastern. This would be a big one. This is a unanimous four-star guy. 130 in the nation, according to On3. They take the composite together here. On3 actually has him at 102 in the nation, just on their own. But then Rivals has him like 208 in a four-star. How's this happen? This is a guy that maybe might be a top 10 corner in the country. And the crystal ball prediction leaning towards him over Pitt, Wisconsin, USC. Georgia offered this guy. A&M offered this guy. Michigan State. Notre Dame. Got a lot of offers. This would be huge. This would be the biggest recruit in the Ryan Walters era. I mean, it is the first class. But still, uh, that would be an absolute huge get. We'll find out for sure at 7 o'clock, but it's looking like the 27th ranked class in the country might be bumping up here just a little bit. 7th in the Big Ten, which is hard to believe. You look at the amount of four-stars that he's brought in, He's got four right now. You bump him up to five if he gets coy tonight. This isn't counting all the four stars that he brought in in the transfer portal. Stack that up with how many Brom brought in in, what, like six years? And he's almost there. It's a hell of a start. The class rankings are a little bit weird because your total commitments kind of get valued a little bit more. Like Wisconsin sixth in the Big Ten, Purdue seventh, right? Purdue's got four four stars. Wisconsin has two. We have nine three stars. They have 12. So, I don't know. It all depends. On, I, don't, I don't know how they weigh all these things. But that's where they're at. Could be big time here tonight. So, we're going to be watching that. That's going to do it for us on the Hammer Down Show. I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. It's been a good one. A lot of stuff happening. I hope tomorrow... Uh, We're all going to be able to breathe a little bit easier because I'm sick and tired of all the smoke. I want to get out there grill this weekend, all right? Enjoy your nights. I'll see you back here tomorrow at 3 on 106.7.